This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Good morning and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. The podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. My name is Dustin Smith and as always, I'll be your host and I want to personally thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to my content. Thank you so much for listening to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. This is episode 206, entitled, The Samaritan Woman's Misunderstanding in John Chapter 4. We are in the midst of an ongoing series that is looking closely at the theme of misunderstanding in the Gospel of John. If you're not familiar with this theme or you'd like a review, be sure to check out episode 204, where I introduce the topic. As you recall, the theme of misunderstanding in the Gospel of John appears with these three steps. Step number one, Jesus makes an ambiguous statement. Step number two, the dialogue partner misunderstands Jesus' statement, either by interpreting it literally or by asking an inappropriate question. Step number three, either Jesus or the narrator explains what Jesus meant. Sometimes this explanation is missing, but it is clearly implied. Now, in this week's episode, we will look at the third occurrence of the theme of misunderstanding in the Gospel of John, this time involving an exchange between Jesus and a Samaritan woman. Now, this exchange, I think, is very interesting for a variety of reasons, including Jesus' discussion of living water and the developing understanding of who Jesus is on the part of the woman from Samaria. So what did the Samaritan woman misunderstand, and how can correctly understanding Jesus help clarify his own identity and mission for the readers of the Gospel of John. Let's find out on this week's episode of the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Our first point today is looking at Jesus' exchange with the woman in Samaria. We'll be reading out of John chapter 4, and I will start in verse 7. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well? and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone 
who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so I will not be thirsty, nor come all the way here to draw. That's John chapter 4, verses 7 through 15. And it's a very interesting exchange involving Jesus and a Samaritan about living water, the Samaritan woman thinking of ordinary plain water, but also there is an interesting discussion that is encouraging the Samaritan woman to inquire a little bit further into who Jesus is. Who is it that is claiming to offer this gift of God, that is offering this water leading to eternal life, the life of the age to come? So it's a little bit more than the issue of the definition of water. There's also an interesting question regarding the speaker. Who is this Jesus that is speaking to the Samaritan woman? So let's move to looking at the theme of misunderstanding in this particular exchange so that we can better understand what Jesus is saying, where the misunderstanding took place, and how the narrator is pointing us towards the actual meaning of Jesus' words. This moves us to our second point. Point number two, examining the theme of misunderstanding involving the Samaritan woman. So as we saw in our three-step process of the theme of misunderstanding, the first step is that Jesus makes an ambiguous statement. We can see this in chapter 4, verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. So note here how Jesus' statement both has to deal with the meaning of living water and the identity of, quote, Who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, end quote. Now the second part of the theme of misunderstanding involves the conversation partner misunderstanding what Jesus said, either by interpreting it literally or asking an inappropriate question. We can see this in chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? So the woman from Samaria understands Jesus to be talking about normal, ordinary water. She interprets Jesus literally. Now, she does pick up on Jesus' comment regarding his identity, and so she questions if Jesus is greater than Jacob. Who is Jacob? Well, Jacob is the one that gave us, the Jews and the Samaritans, this well. So Jacob was the giver of water. And so by pointing to the well, this further reinforces her misunderstanding of the living water in terms of ordinary basic water. So the third part of the theme of misunderstanding has either Jesus or the narrator explaining the statement. 
So we can see this in verses 13 through 14 of chapter 4. Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Now what's interesting about this particular instance of the theme of misunderstanding is that there is a further explanation later in the narrative. And by later, I mean later as in John chapter 7. So if you look in John 7, starting in verse 37, it says that now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, which those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. That's John 7, verses 37 through 39. So the explanation of this living water being the gift of the Spirit is something that the narrator later gives to us. So the thief of misunderstanding is there, and Jesus does give a response in chapter 4, but the narrator makes it absolutely clear when the topic reappears in chapter 7. I think it's interesting that when we look at this theme of misunderstanding, we don't just see that, well, Jesus talked about water, the Samaritan woman misunderstood it and thought that he was talking about basic, ordinary water, but we take the time to figure out what Jesus was talking about. As the one who was anointed with the Spirit, that is the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, Jesus functions as this agent who now is able to give the Spirit of God to others. So it's interesting to note what Jesus is saying and what that means about himself, his person, his identity, and his relationship to God. Jesus is the agent that is now giving the gift of God, the gift of the Spirit, to others. And that actually makes this conversation very similar to the spiritual conversation that we saw in last week's episode regarding Nicodemus and the new birth from above that involves, you guessed it, the Holy Spirit. So let's move to our third and final point, which is looking further at Jesus teasing out his identity to the Samaritan woman. That is our third point, point number three. So the passage goes on with Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Jesus asks about her husband. She says that she is not currently married. She has had seven husbands, and Jesus reveals this to her from the perspective of a prophet. And so the conversation continues in verse 19. The woman said to him, that is the Samaritan woman said to Jesus, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. 
You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. An hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. And when that one comes, he will declare all things to us. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. That's John 4, verses 19 through 26. So we can see that the understanding of Jesus' identity becomes at the forefront of the conversation, which began earlier with a conversation about living water and the giver of that living water. So note the development in the understanding of the Samaritan woman regarding how she perceives and understands Jesus. Initially, it's just a Jewish male that has come to her and asked for her to give him some water. So in verses 7 through 10, the Samaritan woman sees Jesus as this Jewish male. Both of those categories, we have the category of race and the category of gender. And he asks for water. Now in verse 11, she refers to Jesus with this casual but respectful title, Sir. Commenting shortly after that she does not think that Jesus is greater than their shared ancestor, Jacob. That's in chapter 4, verse 12. Of course, Jacob is one of the famous patriarchs. The patriarchs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob being the ancestors of the Jewish and the Samaritan people. So they are quite famous. They are highly regarded in those circles. But she does not think that Jesus is greater than Jacob, later to be known as Israel. So after Jesus responds to her, the Samaritan woman again refers to Jesus with the polite sir in chapter 4, verse 15. Now Jesus correctly points out that the woman has no husband, and because of this, she perceives Jesus to be a prophet. Her understanding of Jesus develops. Who is a prophet? Well, a prophet is a spokesman through whom God speaks. The Samaritan woman identifies Jesus as a prophet in verse 19. Now in doing so, she still calls Jesus, Sir. A polite term of respect. Now it's actually important to have a little bit of background regarding the messianic expectations of the Samaritans. Many readers of the Bible will be familiar with the messianic expectations of the Jewish people, but not too many people are well educated on how the Samaritans understood the Messiah and developed their messianic expectations. So the Samaritans really only regarded the first five books of Moses, the Pentateuch of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. They only regarded those five books to be their scripture. So for the Samaritans, their concept of the promised Messiah to come was shaped less by the royal 
kingly images of the dynasty of David, and they were more shaped by the concept of the prophet from Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 through 18, where God says that he is going to raise up a prophet like Moses. God is going to put his own words into the mouth of this prophet, this Israelite prophet, and the people need to listen to that prophet. So this is why when the Samaritan woman says that when that one comes, when that prophet comes, he will declare all things to us because the prophet was to declare all things. It was to speak authoritatively the words of God. Now, having heard the Samaritan woman make the connection between the promised prophet, arguably drawn from Deuteronomy 18, and the coming Messiah who will declare all things, Jesus says to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. So Jesus here affirms the concept of Messiah, and he acknowledges that he is that very Messiah, the one who is speaking to her. She was not only looking for the Messiah, but specifically a Messiah who is a prophetic figure who is going to declare all things to her. Jesus has been speaking to her all this time about his own self, his identity, but also about this living water that he wants to give. So Jesus acknowledges the role and the point about speaking, namely being the one who declares all things of God to the Samaritans, to the Jews, and of course to the ideal readers of the Gospel of John. Now we do need to take the time to make this extremely important point. Do not pause the recording here. This is probably the most important point Christologically that we're going to make in this podcast. Right here in chapter 4, this is the very first time that Jesus states, I am he, using the phrase in Greek, ego and me, which is the first person pronoun plus the verb to be in the first person singular, ego and me which you would translate as, I am he. The very first time Jesus used it in the Gospel of John, he uses it here when he says, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Or I, the one speaking to you, am he. As it gets translated in the NASB. So this is where Jesus is using this phrase, I am he, in Greek, ego me, to claim to be the Messiah. Jesus is not claiming to be the I am person from the Old Testament. That person in the Old Testament is God, namely the Father. Remember the phrase I am, or I am he, is about a single person, because I is a singular pronoun, and the verb am is a singular verb. So the I am person is a single person. That person in the Old Testament is Yahweh the Father, and Jesus is not claiming to be that person. Nowhere in the conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan does the Samaritan woman think that Jesus is Yahweh, the true God. That just never comes up. And the thought of Jesus being the true God is just completely absent from the conversation. When Jesus here claims to be I am he, he is claiming to affirm the conversation 
about who is the Messiah, is the Messiah coming, and who is this Messiah that's going to declare all things to us. She just acknowledges to be that person, says that he is that one who is currently speaking to her. So what we do have is the very first affirmation of the phrase, I am he, spoken by Jesus in the Gospel of John. And what it means, without exception, is that I am the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed king. Now, it also means in this context that Jesus is the prophet who will explain all things, which is almost certainly a reference to the prophet from Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 through 18. And we have to remember that prophets, by definition, are distinguished from God, while at the same time, prophets speak forth the words of God authoritatively. And the prophet from Deuteronomy 18 15 through 18, was a highly authorized prophet whom Yahweh said that he would put his own words into the mouth of this Israelite prophet. So in conclusion, we've seen three things. First thing we observed is that Jesus offers the true water, which is the gift of God to the Samaritan woman. In doing so, Jesus refers to the gift of the Holy Spirit. And by claiming the ability to give to others the Spirit of God, Jesus functions as a highly authorized agent of Yahweh. Number two, the theme of misunderstanding deals with the definition of Jesus' living water, while at the same time, it encourages the Samaritan woman to inquire further of Jesus and in regard to his true identity. Like Nicodemus before her, the Samaritan woman sees Jesus depicted as a prophet, but Jesus soon reveals himself to be the authorized spokesman of God, and in this case, it is the Messiah, the Christ. And number three, the first time that Jesus claims to be the I am, or I am he, in Greek, ego and me, within the Gospel of John, he is claiming to be the Messiah. He is not claiming to be Yahweh, the only true God. This use of Jesus' claim to being, I am the Messiah, sets the precedent in the Gospel of John for further declarations by Jesus claiming, I am he, especially those in chapter 8. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please join us next week as we continue to look at the Gospel of John and its elusive theme of misunderstanding. We'll look further into John chapter 4 and see another misunderstanding, this time spoken by Jesus' own disciples. You won't want to miss that episode, so please look forward to it. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting us and sharing this episode and telling others about it because we are promoting the important truths about the oneness and unity of God and the humanity of Jesus. If you'd like to offer a donation, you may check out the episode's description for a link to PayPal. Biblical Unitarian Podcast is produced and edited by Dustin Williams. I am Dustin Smith, your host. Until next time, you folks, please take care.